0: Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian.
1: When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com.
2: Hi and welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott. I'm Ben, and
3: we are here with our super producer Noel the Enigma Brown, as always. And this is uh, this is going to be an interesting one today.
2: I hope so. We, I always me hope so. When we do, I always <laughs> hope so when we do this because uh, we never quite know what's going to happen. Uh, it's another one of our surprise topics where uh, Ben has no idea what we're going to talk about today. Yep. Um, we're going to reverse the tables uh, next time, I think. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I won't know what we're talking about. But today is Ben's. Turn and uh, let's see. I think I've got a good one here for you, Ben. Um, I put a lot of thought into this, and it kind of relates to an episode that we had uh, talked about in November of 2014. And I'll tell you that title in just a moment, but right. um, it—I it, uh, I think we'll have a lot to say about it, one way or the other. I mean, the um, you know, past knowledge as well as uh, you know some of the, some of the uh, the new twist that I'm putting on this, mm. so like some some new. Uh, information, and I think we are, we're gonna have to suspend reality just a little bit for this one because we know the consequences of what I'm about to ask you. So th- are you intrigued at all? I
3: am mm-hmm. at the edge of my seat. I'm actually sitting in what I think of as the noisy chair, so I'm gonna scoot literally to the
2: edge of my seat. Lay it on me, man. All right, so here's the uh, here's the question for you. If you could choose three u s built cars or trucks to put into a time capsule, which three would you choose? And there's there's a little bit more to this than you might think. That mm-hmm. just lumping in three cars. This has to right. be 2015 okay. U.S. built automobiles. So something built here in the United States. We can play this game mm-hmm. later for Europe or Australia or sure. wherever you want to play. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. So these are three U.S. built cars, and I'm going to say, um, uh, yeah, just U.S. built. I guess they don't have. It can't be cars that are uh, built in Mexico and then brought here in the United States and right. badged as U.S. built cars. These have to be built here in the United States. Um, can be from major automakers, can be from minor automakers as well. And I've got a list to hand to you, so I'm going to hand you this now. <laughs> I held this uh, held this back from you Ben. Did. It's a list of uh, manufacturers ah. just to kind of help you out, major, and minor. Yeah, the um, minors. Yeah, yeah, even the minors. And I've got my my three picks, of, of course, already. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like you to think about this as we go through here. But mm-hmm. um again, it, the idea is that it's three cars or trucks or both, a combination of okay that sort of is like a snapshot of the US auto industry in twenty fifteen. Like what would you like people let's just say it's um let's say it's one hundred years in the future. Okay. And they're gonna un- unbury these things or they're gonna mm. dig them up. Uh so now it's tempting I know to choose maybe like all sports cars or all <laughs> right. all luxury cars yeah. or all off road vehicles. But sure. you gotta think like what that's not really a true snapshot of what's going on in the auto industry right now. Like it's not a true picture. You try and I know you can't do that with three either. Right. Uh, that, that's difficult. It's you tricky. Can't, you can't show everything. So what three do you choose and why? And, you know, again, I mentioned that it goes back to an episode that we did back in November of uh, 2014, and that was the uh, the Buried Belvedere. We did a two-part yeah, series yeah. on this. And uh where I said we gotta suspend a bit of reality here because we know that when you bury cars, bad things happen to them.
3: Right. Yeah, it's it's unfortunately true that especially given the length of time, if we're talking a hundred years, then a lot of stuff is gonna rot, the tires are gonna be garbage, the there there is a very significant risk of mold Mm -hmm. and uh just decomposition in general. It would be possible. If we're theorizing here, it would be possible for uh, a completely sealed environment to retain that uh, cleanliness, right, uh, until, you know, a 100 years from now, uh,
2: 2115. Well, they tried for 50 years with Miss Belvedere. Right. Uh, from 1957 to 2007, mm-hmm. and it was a miserable failure because of uh, the uh, – the, the, well, the vault was breached. Right, And there was exactly. a water main break right mm-hmm. near the area, and it was just this – Compounding of horrible things that happened. It was just really not not good. Um, and it, it, to begin with, I mean, you're putting it into a, a concrete case yeah. uh, that's not watertight. I mean, it was more like a tomb. Yeah, yeah, it was. And it, uh, bad things happened in there. And, and uh, we saw that with Miss Belvedere. We and, need something like that seed vault uh, in Norway. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. You know, there's a uh, there's a, a vault right near here at uh, Oglethorpe University. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, oh, it's supposed to be open and has some crazy number. I want to say it's like. The year 8,000 something. It's very ambitious. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I wonder if
3: Oglethorpe will be around, but that's looking up. So this question is, this question is fascinating, Scott, because, uh, first off, I love the idea that it's a little bit, I I love the idea that it's such a tall order. Mm -hmm. Three cars, one snapshot of 2015. And it looks like when we, if I understand the question correctly, uh, the, Cars that would have to be in the time capsule are themselves from 2015. Correct. So we couldn't do like a loophole with, um, I think the Honda Civic is still the most common car on the road. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't take a Honda Civic from the year that is most common here in 2015 and then put that in and say, yeah, it wasn't made in 2015, but that's the car you would most likely see. Hmm.
2: Well, you we could take a 2015 Honda Civic and put it in. Though, we could,
3: we could, but a 2015 Honda Civic is not like the most common Honda Civic now. I think is early 2000s. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, but I just to make sure I understand it, I've got
2: to say, man, um, we well, don't have to choose right now. How about okay. this? Let's okay. let's have a small discussion here. I know, sure. I know, it's a tough one to. That to come up with, and I'll I'll share with you my picks first. Yeah, okay. And maybe that will help guide you a little mm-hmm. bit in this. But um, mm-hmm. so so we talked about Miss Belvedere. Uh, now the other thing is that I got to mention this too because Tulsa is apparently big into burying vehicles, as we found out. They've also got a Plymouth Prowler that is still underground, <laughs> and it will oh, be now. They they buried it as part of the Tulsa Rama Two celebration, which was to celebrate the city's 100th anniversary. That's uh, again. Tulsa, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. uh, where Miss Belvedere was buried in 1957. And then um, this one, it, this, this, it was a Plymouth Prowler prototype that was donated by the Chrysler Corporation. Oh. And so since it's a prototype Plymouth Prowler, you know, built in 1998, this particular one is worth something like $300,000. dollars or are in the neighborhood wow. of that. So it's nice. a very valuable one. And to get around... The whole problem with uh, you remember who owns Miss Belvedere? You remember there was a contest and everything. Oh, and it was, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was willed to somebody mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, to get around that, they've decided that in uh, twenty forty eight, when they dig this up, which is forty years after the uh, the nineteen ninety eight burial, um, in twenty forty eight, the car will be be just uh, given back to Chrysler Corporation or whatever is left of Chrysler Corporation because now it's a Fiat Motors, right? Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> um. It, Interesting. Oh. Interesting that they continue to do that in Tulsa, but I guess in '98 they hadn't really seen the results of the 1957 burial because mm-hmm. it was it wasn't until 2007 that that one came up. Yeah, so, so they had no idea. Yeah, this one is above ground, I believe. It's in more of a bunker uh, mm-hmm. situation. You know, it was mm-hmm. buried in a vault, but then covered up with earth, so it's not below ground truly. So hopefully that one will come out a little bit more intact than the uh, than this Belvedere did. Yeah. Now, There's another one, I mean, one that we know of in Seward, Nebraska, um, and that is supposedly the world's largest time capsule. And among other things in there, there's a Chevy Vega.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also Uh, buried. A bunch of other stuff from the 1970s. That's like a 45-ton vault.
2: Yeah, it's a huge one. It's a really big one. And a lot of these time capsules are that big. And I think we pretty... I don't know, pretty exhaustively went through some of those. (laughs) uh, And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean in part one and part two, we talked about Mm -hmm. time capsules and Mm -hmm. some of the interesting things that are buried in them. And I want to put out this argument, Ben, before we kind of get into our picks maybe. Yeah. Um, There's an argument that could be made that some of these car collections that they find, you know, that someone puts in a barn, they forget about them for 50 years or so. Uh, that is considered kind of a time capsule. Now, it was never intended to be that way, and it wasn't sealed in any way. It was, there was no ceremony. Right. There was no type of, uh, you know, um, event that went along with it, like a World's Fair or something. Mm-hmm. Someone just simply, you know, shut the door and locked it and... That was it. Turned out the lights and, and the cars were left there. Yeah. So one prime example is that Lambert collection from Pierce, Nebraska. Uh huh. Remember yeah. that, that five, it was 500 cars, I think, it that were that area. Um, collected or you can make the argument that they were abandoned in a field. <laughs> um, and 60 of them, I think, had less than 10 miles in the odometer. But, mm-hmm. um, wouldn't the, I mean, wouldn't those Chevrolet cars from, you know, the, like that 50 year time span, you know, cause they were a dealer, a Chevy dealer from 19, right. 1940- forty six to nineteen ninety-six. Mm-hmm. So that means that over those fifty years they gathered those cars and, and there wasn't really an intention to keep them locked away for another, you know, fifteen, twenty years mm-hmm. in addition to the fifty, you know, that they started. I, I don't know, is that is that really a time capsule? But some people call it a time capsule. It's like we've we've found this time capsule, but um, it's more of just a, a representation of that era mm-hmm. without really all the, the the pomp, I guess, all the circumstance right. that goes yeah. along with A time capsule burial. That's a good
3: question. I I believe that at the at the heart of it, it's the same function or a similar function. The only the only really big difference you already hit upon, which is that a time capsule ideally will attempt to preserve whatever is in there, including the vehicles, but as we've seen with the Belvedere This hasn't, this has not successfully happened. To my knowledge, there is not an adequately preserved vehicle in a time capsule, capsule at this point. That might change as technology evolves or now that people can take the lessons learned from the Belvedere, but, uh, you know, with the Belvedere especially, it might have – it may as
2: well have just been in a barn. Well, it would have been far better off had they yeah, put it in a exactly. barn. Yeah, exactly. So it, a barn's of, not that bad. No, no. A barn is actually a decent way to do this, I would suppose. Mm-hmm. Now, again, with our three picks, we're going to uh, just kind of, I guess, operate in fantasy land that, you know, <laughs> the, uh, the rubber in the tires is going to be fine. You know, the gasoline – hopefully they'll be stored empty or whatever, you know, so that we can put gasoline in them and – uh the year 2115 and everything will be fine but again it's just a the idea is that it's a snapshot of kind of what's on the road today and what we're capable of maybe mm-hmm. yeah. um and it's tough to pick 3 it really is cuz i i looked at the list and i of cars that are built here in the US and uh it was tempting also to not you know throw in or to say ah let's make this uh three exotics that, uh, <laughs> that 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 capture today but that's also difficult because those are pretty rare and and there's so many to choose from and they've all they all have their own you know, I guess, finer points, you know, like each yeah. one has its own uh, segment that it's really, really good in and, and it's tough to choose three. So mm-hmm. just general road cars, I guess, is really uh, also is it's difficult to do because right. what do you pick? Do you pick something that's all wheel drive? Do you pick something that has, you know, the uh, the latest in um, autonomous features? Right. Do you pick something that kind of points toward what we
3: now see as the future mm-hmm. of cars uh, or do you pick something that we
2: see as uh, the backbone of the American working industry? Yeah, do you go completely common, or right. do you go, like, on the other side where it's like, well, here's a pretty good, here's a great example. It's expensive, but mm. it's a good, it's a great example of what we
3: can do. And let's think about the people 100 years from now, whomever wins the car. Like, what what do you want to drive 100 years from now? Will people uh, still, like, will somebody be... PO'd at us because we stuck them with a, a car that runs on the wrong kind of gas or something,
2: you know? <laughs> yeah, and look back 100 years. I mean, because we can do that now. We can look right. back 100 years in the American auto industry and see that, uh, you know, cars from 100 years ago, you know, sure, you can drive them around, but they're not the most practical thing. I mean, right. it's, it's not, it, it wouldn't be really, um, it, it's functional, but it's not practical to be on the road in one. Yes. Yeah, but that's,
3: I mean, if you're, if we're talking about, truly representing this time then we we have to throw that stuff out the window because we can't i don't know we can't really predicate our decisions on what we think a hundred years from now will be like I, i will say you know what i like about this and i was trying to remember the name and i think i've got it um you're you're sort of familiar with star trek sort of sort of
4: Emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry, as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Uh, so, this is kind of like this thing in Star Trek called the Kobayashi Maru. All right, I'm out. I do right, right. have any idea what you're talking I've about. I'm being such a nerd, but uh, listeners, I know some of you have, like, clearly know this, this is a great moment in Star Trek history there is uh, in in Starfleet Academy all the all the officers have to take these tests, these series of tests, right, to prove that they can man or command a starship. And one of them is called the Kobayashi Maru, and it's a test designed to be unbeatable. There is no way to win it, and the idea is that you know wh- whomever is taking the test, a cadet or student or whatever, needs to have that experience of. ...having an unwinnable situation. Now, no spoilers, I'm not going to tell you why it's important or why it applies to Captain Kirk, but this strikes me as kind of a Kobayashi Maru because, Scott, there is not a way to adequately represent the U.S. auto industry in three cars no
2: even if you choose one from each manufacturer right you still are going to have difficulty doing that. and that's so, if you choose one from just the three majors that's right it's a tough question and here's the thing i limited it to three because you could go crazy with this you could say like well it's like let's limit it to ten right uh, then you would have something you know broad spectrum but you still wouldn't have enough so i thought well no. let's just choose three and uh, i'll make it difficult on purpose yeah this um, is by great. the way isn't kobayashi the name of a competitive eater
3: uh, yeah, Takehiro Kobayashi, I yeah. think. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but he is, uh, he is a world champion, uh, of several different eating contests. I know he's won the Nathan's hot dog eating contest several times. Yeah, not this year. Not this
2: year. Who won this year? Uh, it was, well, you know what? I don't know the guy's name, but uh, it was not, uh, Joey Chestnut. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, the, uh, Who they expected to win. Uh, he <laughs> ate like something like 60 hot dogs in 10 minutes. That was not enough. You had to eat 62 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Now, I don't know who won the 2015 competition that's held on the 4th of July. I usually right. I usually try. I, I actually to do this. I try to watch it on television because it's televised, yeah. and it's just incredible to watch. I mean, it's it's really it's sickening, but I do watch it. Oh, I know who it is. Who is it? It's Matt Megatoad Stoney. Megatoad. Now, how can I forget that name? Because I did read that over the weekend.
3: Yeah, and Joey Chestnut,
2: of course, nicknamed Jaws. Uh, so, yes. yeah, he came in, he came in second with only 60 hot dogs. Now, how would you like to eat 60 hot dogs and come in second? And that's in 10 minutes. That's ridiculous. Uh, it is. I, it, it's truly sickening <laughs> to watch. And I can't even, I can't even mention, I, I sometimes mention this contest, uh, Yeah, you know, to my, to my family, you that's know, as, in a joking manner, you know, like yeah. uh, whatever the situation is. But, uh, we, <laughs> we had the, uh, the unfortunate, um, circumstance where we witnessed it while we were eating at a bar one time in savannah georgia Uh and uh, it was on a big screen right behind us and we watched the whole thing right there while we were also trying to eat you know i don't know hamburgers and fries or whatever it was and it was not pleasant uh so if i'm at the mere mention of this um just about turns my wife's stomach she just can't uh can't take it i'm fascinated by i'll be honest with you for a long time
3: i followed different competitive eating things Mm -hmm. i don't think i well i know i couldn't do it i don't have the stomach for it literally yeah but
2: uh but it's just so weird i can't let this opportunity pass without mentioning one thing that i saw on television a long long time ago. what's that it's called the glutton bowl the glutton bowl The glutton bowl (laughs) and it was an incredible competition and if you ever ever find a chance to you know to to watch video clips of this thing or whatever it was just it was amazing some of the things that those people ate and quickly. Um, but it was a huge, huge competition. It was like a two hour thing, I think, uh-huh. on television. I was just, you have to look it up and look up the stats and you won't believe even just reading the stats. But when you see it happen, uh, unreal.
3: Yeah. Uh, the, right. before we, yeah, before we go back to, uh, before we go back to the time capsule, I just want to say one of my favorite rumors about the competitive eater, Takiru Kobayashi, is that, uh, he has a slight Condition or mutation that allows his stomach to expand below his rib cage Have mm-hmm. you
2: heard this? Well, have you seen that guy after competition? What's he look? Uh, just it looks like a pregnant belly on a on, on an otherwise slim guy. Yeah, he's too, <laughs>
3: super skinny.
2: Yeah, looks so like he's about to have an alien moment. It now. really does look like that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's crazy.
3: What? uh Yeah, man, I don't know. It's a, it's a morbid fascination, but also. Uh, how do we, how do we get on the, oh, well, Kobayashi yeah.
2: Maru. Well sure, Yeah, we were talking about time capsules. Yeah. Star Trek. Yeah, comp, uh, Competitive eating. Uh huh. And now we're back to time capsule vehicles, I hope.
3: Yes, now we are back to, uh, although I I still kind of wonder what kind of car, uh, Joey Chestnut or Matt Stoney or Kobayashi <laughs> drive. Well no doubt it's got fast food wrappers all over all it. All over it. <laughs> uh, so what, what
2: I would, I would like to hear, um, do you do you want to walk through some of your choices? Yeah, I can do that. I can uh, I can list the three, okay. and uh, then I guess you know then we can go through your three. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you don't have to have a, a, a grand description of why or any reason like that. But uh, but if you do, that's fine. If you have you know some background or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and if, uh, if our listeners would like to chime in with you know their own oh, picks, yeah, that'd yeah, be yeah. that'd be interesting as well. So here's the three that I picked, and I think I'm going to go. Um, not just in any order. This is kind of random, but okay. I figured that we should choose one all-electric car because it seems like that's the way a lot of technology is going. You know, we've got mm-hmm. hybrid cars, we've got all-electric cars, and there's examples of all of them, but I figured I'd choose what I feel to be the best one. And it's also U.S. made. And this is, um, this is one that's made in Fremont, California. It's a Tesla Model S. And ah. I think that's a, that's a solid choice, I think, for an all-electric vehicle. Now, it's a full-size luxury car. Sure. And, um, it's the world's second best-selling electric car, just right behind the Nissan Leaf. Uh, that was, uh, as Ooh. of 2014. I don't know what the stats are for 2015 yet, because we're only halfway there. So, yeah. wait, let me ask, though, real quick. Yeah.
3: Why a Model S instead of a Roadster? Because, uh, 2015 production. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I
2: think I would have gone with the Roadster for, for that. But, yeah. um, but the Model S seems to be a, uh, it's something we're seeing a lot more of here in Atlanta, at least. Yeah. There's several in our building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a matter of fact, there are. And, uh, and when we were in Buckhead, there was, uh, many of those around. It seemed like you couldn't sit at a stoplight without one passing
3: you. Oh, because we were right
2: next to the dealership, though. Well, that's, that's true. Yeah. Well, I guess so. Or but the, the, the mall location. Not I, the I agree <laughs> with that. Yeah.
3: I, I agree with that one because it seems like, um, it, it does seem like it points toward the, the future and it is representative of the current time because there are so many. Uh, current. Yeah. Very oh, funny. Oh. Good one. <laughs> that ben. was an accident. Good one. All the good ones are just total accidents. You know, I stay <laughs> up at night working on some that
2: are just terrible. But, uh, but this, I, I think that's a great choice. I completely agree. Okay. All right. So I'll move on to number two then. Uh, an off-road choice in this case, hmm. and because uh, I figured it has to be something like a, a truck or a truck-like vehicle, sure. And I threw around the idea of maybe the Ford F one hundred and fifty, just mm-hmm. because that's the you know the, the best-selling pickup mm-hmm. of all time, you know, that right, kind of thing. right. But right. it's but a legend. I went with something different. I went with the uh, twenty fifteen Jeep Wrangler Rubicon, and stuck really? in the four door edition yeah. because we see a pile of those on the road. They're it's all true. over the place. It's a pretty good representation of uh, off-road capability, ability, and. Mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I just thought it was a good solid choice. It's made in Ohio. Um, so that's, uh, that's another plus. Toledo, Ohio, I believe, right, right outside of, um, uh, right outside of Toledo. Yeah. Uh, has been for a century now, or close to a century, not, not exactly a century, but near it. Um, so I thought, I thought it was a solid choice, but it, it seems like, uh, yeah, the four-door Rubicon edition would be the one I'd pick. It's pretty, uh, it, I think it's a pretty
3: classic American choice too. Uh, it's, it's a powerful vehicle. And it's, if the trend in vehicles, continues the way we think it's going to be, uh, then it's gonna, it's gonna look fantastic because the car is a hundred years from now are likely to be a little bit smaller a little bit less powerful yeah in smooth, many cases
2: very smooth without right. the uh, the rough edges like the Jeep has still yeah that's um, yeah. yeah, a boxy pick but mm-hmm. uh, but I like it I, I like I, it I, I do like the looks of it and I think you know there's enough heritage there that uh, that it deserved to be in the time castle now uh, before we go
3: to the next one I, I want to be completely honest with you I I kind of saw you going with those two uh, not those two specifically, but mm-hmm. those two sort of categories. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew it was going to be an electric in the mix. I knew there was going to be uh, a more powerful off-road. Mm-hmm. But this third one, it's a little bit of a mystery to me. I'm wondering if it's going to be a very common car, like an
2: everyman car, or if it's going to be out of left field. So A little something out of left field. No, sort of, um, okay. um, in a way. All right. It's a it's an American sports car. In fact, mm-hmm. it's the American sports car. I'm going with the 2015 Chevy Corvette Stingway, Stingray Z06 package. Uh, oh wait, okay. wait, wait. Okay, why yeah. Z06? Package? Well, the Z06 just because it's the top dog, you know, <laughs> or at least well, sort of the top dog. But uh, but it's it's the latest right now that uh, that has. Just an incredible looking body kit on it. I mean, it's a, it's an amazing vehicle. It really is. It's a it's you know the C seven vehicle with the six point two liter V eight, six hundred and fifty horsepower, six hundred and fifty pound feet of torque. Um, again, America's sports car. It's made right in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Yeah, that was a, a just a no brainer pick for me. I mean, I, I love the Corvette, and I think that an, an all American sports car had to be in the, had to be in this pick or in this list of three. Yeah. and uh, why not go with I guess the American sports car. Now I was tempting to pick a Mustang, and I was also tempted to pick like maybe the uh, the Challenger or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just felt the Corvette. Yeah, I just thought uh, that Corvette was the one. So uh, that's my three: the uh, Tesla Model S, mm-hmm. Jeep Wrangler Rubicon, mm-hmm. and uh, the the Stingray Z06. Uh,
3: I'm having a tough time. Okay, uh, this this is tough because I've got two. Definites, mm-hmm. but uh one of them I, I've got two definites, but I'm on the fence about the third one and I want your input. All okay? right, are these from
2: major automakers
3: or are they from minor automakers? Uh there's a mix. Oh a mix, okay. Good. Okay. So so first I'll say I have to go with the two thousand fifteen Ford F one fifty. I respect your choice about the Rubicon, I think it has personality, but also the F one fifty, again, being the legend in pickup trucks. Uh, and being one of the one of the most common one of the most reliable vehicles, I think it speaks very well to the American auto industry, and it would be an excellent representative of the industry overall in the future. I just I
2: think it's I think it's a good egg. I uh, like it. I like uh, it. Good choice. Thank you. Well, as I said, I was on the fence with that one. So yeah. uh, so I don't know. I think I think it's good. Uh, maybe maybe we can bury our time capsules together, and then, uh, <laughs> then it's a win win.
3: Will seem ridiculously low
2: to people in a hundred years from now. Oh, sure. Yeah. Pocket change.
3: Yeah. They'll be like, what? That's the, that's the price of a, of a good night at a hotel. Price of a happy meal. It's price of a
2: happy meal. If McDonald's is still around in a hundred years.
3: I wonder. I wonder. But you know, it's got the, um, you just for the price and, and the price and the reliability, it's tough to beat it, you Mm -hmm. know? So, uh, the Ford F-150 for sure. My second choice. Which you, you also nailed exactly was, uh, was the roads, or not the roadster, the Tesla Model S, Mm -hmm. uh, for the exact same reasons. I think that it is an excellent representative of the, the possible sea change going on in the American auto industry today. And I don't mean that just in the uh, nature of an electric vehicle or a hybrid
2: vehicle, because we see a lot of that. Sure. I mean, it would be just as easy to pick like a Cadillac ELR exactly. or, um, you know, Chevy Volt. Exactly. Uh, right. but, but I think that, uh, you know, Tesla being U.S. made, U.S. built, mm-hmm. uh, um, I just think it's a, it's a good choice because it's all electric. Yeah. And, uh, and it just seems to fit the list perfect.
3: It's the closest to cracking. Tesla is the closest to cracking the, uh, the code
2: on electric cars. You'll notice
3: I say closest.
2: Yeah. You mean as far as like, um, you know, people with rain, range anxiety and, and, calming those those fears by offering potential for battery swaps and things right. like that it's you know? a
3: lot of it's a, it's a lot of money to spend on something that is unfamiliar to most people and a little bit you know I would also be hesitant to buy one even though even though I'm clearly a, a bit of a fanboy about this stuff, we have to consider you know the code that's the part of the code that still is yet to be cracked is battery weight yeah the the batteries
2: are just too heavy in any electric vehicle and charge time, charge and, time. Uh, and if you're going to travel long distances like right. i mean a, a trip that's you know 400 or 500 miles you know that you can travel in a day easy mm-hmm. uh, it's just how are you going to be able to make that trip in an all electric? That's the problem right now. And yeah. and Tesla's getting there. They're kind of they're kind of close. They've got the right idea. Mm-hmm. It's just they're going to be able to implement it. And is, what's it going to cost? Or are they going to get taken
3: down like Preston Tucker? Mm-hmm. I think they're past that point. But um, it's interesting that we were talking a little bit about Tesla because they're um, one of the most profound changes that the Tesla as an auto company is doing is, um, has, has nothing to do with electric cars. You know what I'm about to say? Mm-hmm. It's selling directly to the public. Yes. And yeah. that's, that's a huge, huge thing. And, I, uh, you know, whether I, if you are an auto dealer and you're listening to the show or, uh, you know, if you sell cars for a living, or, you know, you buy them at auctions or something, which is one of the only other ways to buy directly from someone, right, is yeah. by use. Uh, then wh- regardless of where you stand on, on uh, this issue, the fact of the matter is that uh, Tesla is one of the most successful companies in the U.S. doing this kind of thing right now. And politically, it's very
2: controversial. Yeah. So whether you're for it or against it, yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely shaken up the industry, and it's mm-hmm. and it's making a lot of people take notice of the way that they're doing business. And is that the is that the new model? Is that the way that we're going to see things going right. forward? So in so
3: because of that context, mm-hmm. in addition to the technology, because of that context, I think that the Tesla is an excellent choice. That's my second choice. It's a little bit long winded. Sorry. Here's my dilemma scott i need your help okay so i'm i've got two choices here mm-hmm. all right and uh one is uh one one is a sports car i think partially because i because we just did something on Panos. i was thinking about Panos. Mm. um but but the Panos is is so new and so um you know, well, it's P- rare. It's rare. It's That's a the rare, thing, so a I don't rare bird. Yes, yeah, so I don't know if that is the best choice because it's so rare, but here's the other one and I don't know what you're going to think about this. It's not a sports car. Mm-hmm. Um, Panas is one of my picks for sports car, but again, it's just because we really recently did a podcast on it and they're from Georgia. Sure, yeah. Uh, but my other my other one would be 2015 Cadillac, and I'm not sure which one yet. But the reason, the reason being that Cadillac is the oldest continually manufactured, uh, kit on the block in mm-hmm. this conversation. Yeah. So this would show, I think this would show a, a lineage of sorts.
2: Has Cadillac been around since like, the uh, late 1800s, like 1899 or something like uh, that? Or am, am I just a little bit I off on that? I think the
3: first time they really they entered production for public uh public purchase was 1902, 1902 which exactly. means they've been in the works for a while yeah so uh what
2: 113 years at this point that's they, a that's a long heritage um so yeah i, I totally see what you're saying is there a uh, and i hate to pin you down like this but is there a specific make or model that you uh you like on uh, that cuz i i thought about Cadillac as well and then i thought well i don't know if it really is the the grand big automobile that it once was you know it seems gone, like it's yeah. uh, it's it's Moving more towards high technology and, uh, um, smaller vehicles, but, but just packed with, with luxury features and stuff. Yeah, luxury yeah. features, yes. So, but, but, they're not like the big, uh, what I think of as a, as a Cadillac, you know, that's what I have in my mind is like uh-huh. that giant, uh, you know, land yacht, the big cruiser. Right, right, vehicle, right. Right? And, uh, I was kind of thinking that same way with Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Um yeah like, and it's not exactly the same as the way it was, you know, like the big town car days. And I mean like not recent town car like in the, the 80s even. I mean like the bigger town cars of uh you know the 60s and 70s. Yeah,
3: the uh here okay. The continentals
2: so, of the 50s. <laughs> oh man, the Continentals
3: of the 50s yeah. were awesome. I would love to have one of those, although I don't know if it would be the most practical. Yeah. But okay, so here's here's another thing. Um I I see what you're saying about Lincoln. Cadillac, I was also divided, but Cadillac I went to just because they, they had run a little bit longer, mm-hmm. right? Um, and maybe like started 18 years before if Lincoln's 1920. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would choose probably the CTS sedan. Um. Oh, but I I I wanted to choose the ATS Coupe. But I'll be honest with you, man. A two door Cadillac just doesn't make a lot of sense to I, me.
2: I guess so. But I sure do like the looks of the ATS. I like I like the two door Caddies because I, I I do like a two door vehicle. Yeah, you love it now. But then again, that goes against what I just said and what I like the giant Cadillacs too. <laughs> so so you know it, it's a good looking vehicle. But you're right. For a Cadillac, you probably should pick a sedan. Something yeah. like four
3: doors. Yeah. Um. Just to be representative of the actual caddy. Uh, my parents recently, uh, bought a, uh, bought a Cadillac. Oh, which one? Uh, again, they got the, uh, they got the SRX crossover. Not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite, but, uh, super nice, man. It's
2: loaded with all sorts of bells and whistles. And this is the, uh, the second Cadillac that your dad's owned, right? Yeah. He's a, he had one recently. He too, is all uh, about Cadillacs yeah. now. He, he got a, um, he
3: originally uh had one of the sedans and then he went to um Didn't he
2: have a DTS or something like that
3: I think he did yeah. yeah and uh now he got the the SRX and I rode in it recently this weekend and it was I I was just so surprised because it's been so long since you know the Monte Carlos 2004 it's been so long since I um have hopped in a really new car because most of the stuff I hang out with I I like old cars more than uh, the newer models mm-hmm. and uh, I felt like I, I was traveling through time or something when I saw all, all this crazy stuff it can do um, but again it just shows how the emphasis at Cadillac has become something like making a ride very easy you know it's become kind of like a recliner. Mm-hmm. uh versus you know a sports car a high performance thing so that's where i'm at man uh if it's not a sports car that is my third choice then it is a Cadillac uh just because they're the longest running thing in the game
2: maybe for your time capsule ben we can include four cars because I, I like the, i like the Panos choice and just to be fair because i mean you you didn't even know what you were going to talk about until uh what 30 minutes ago uh, rules are so, rules, though. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Three. All right. Rules well, three are then. So Panos is off the list. But you know what? I think that's a good choice as well. And if you haven't listened to our Panos podcast, mm-hmm. um, do so. Um, but it, it's an interesting company and definitely has uh, some interesting vehicles. And, again, 100% all-American. These are yeah. American-built, American-made. Um, Ford drive lines, or you can get General Motors drive lines. I think, at this point. It's, it's a yeah. switch. But up until this point, it was all Ford so, really, that was a sports car, almost like a, what would be Mustang underpinnings, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It uh, used Mustang drivelines. So, yeah. uh, with, a, with a different chassis, different body, of course, mm-hmm. um, and lots of features, tons of features. Yeah, no kidding. Um, uh, so. Custom coaches right there. Yeah, and again, it's kind of the hometown favorite, I guess, made uh, just outside of Atlanta here. Yeah. Um, I'm, so, maybe,
3: maybe I'm just angling for
2: a, a tour of the factory. Maybe, but but you know what? That's a good uh, That's a good list and and i Thanks. bet our listeners have some good lists as well so if you yeah. can think of 3 automobiles that would be a a decent representation or i know with 3 it's difficult so mm. limited to 3 all us made 2015 production exactly right and uh, again for 100 years in the future you know uh, just Supposing that everything will work out fine and they'll be drivable in the in the future, <laughs> right, right, uh, without any problems of any kind. No,
3: you can um, you can hop
2: in and start them up in twenty
3: one fifteen.
2: Exactly. So uh, so send us your list. We'd love to hear what you have to say.
3: Yeah, and in the meantime, if you want to check out some other stories, uh you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. We are Car Stuff HSW. You can also post your your choices there. We'd love to hear them, and uh, we'll just. Retweet or share them with the uh, with the rest of the listeners.
2: Uh, you, yeah. by, by the way, Ben, I just want to say a nice yeah. job on that because uh, again, you just found out about this half an hour ago uh, during the podcast, and uh, <laughs> it's a good conversation. I think.
3: Oh well, hey, thank you. Is it uh, it, it's uh, we we did veer a little to the left with
2: that competitive eating. well that's right. We have to. We uh, we yeah. don't know what we're going to talk about exactly, but. Right. Uh, Right. So a little less research on this site but uh, but it's still fun and I think these are going well. I like I like this format.
3: Yeah, let us know if you if you enjoy listening to these two listeners and uh if you want to check out of course as we say every episode any of those other episodes that we mentioned, you can find them all. That's right. Every single one at carstuffshow.com. So let us know which three vehicles you would pick. Which three would you put in a time capsule? Today, again, US made 2015 production. We'd love to hear from you. You can write to us directly at
2: carstuff at howstuffworks.com.
1: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fairs. Discover more at Viking.com. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit Slack.com to get started.